And now a message from our sponsor. Hey everybody, it's Bootleg Captain, Captain Bootlegs here. Yeah. If you're like me, I bet you're enjoying this Toys, Toys on, on Tap, Tap podcast. Yeah, I am enjoying it, it's very nice. But did you know you can enjoy it more just by joining that Patreon? Oh, I did not know that. There are so many cool perks available on the Patreon for you. There's and also and Wow, that's really a lot of stuff if you ask Bootleg Captain. Captain I don't bootleg. understand. There were noises I couldn't hear with the person. So join today to support Toys on Tap podcast and Bootleg Art Toys. But if you're not in a position to join the Patreon, head on over to Apple iTunes and review and subscribe. That helps out the channel as well. Okay, I'll go rate it, I guess. And remember, listen to Toys, Toys on, on Tap. Captain Bootleg, the bootleg captain sent you. Why does he keep referring to himself in the third Can person? I stop with the stupid voice now? I'm not sure why you made me want to sound like a pirate. Oh, so that was a fake voice. Oh, yucko! I didn't realize it was just pretend voice. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? Testing, testing. I got you. I got you. Right on, dude. The man, the myth, the legend. Texas Customs. Texas T Customs. There we go. Texas T Customs. T for Todd. I'm in for it. I, this is my favorite. Uh, I might do a screenshot of this and post this part up because this is, it's one of my favorite things that uh, an artist wants to be separate from their work. Yeah. It gives like an anonymity to it. And I, I love that part. Well, nobody wants to see my ugly mug anyway. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> what's funny is I tried, I don't know if you've heard of a, a brand called Anonymous Rat. No. Uh, they make, I think they usually do Safubi, but I, uh, I was like, hey, come on the podcast. You guys do great stuff. I'd love to talk to you. And they did this, but like, to the nth degree they were like no we don't want anyone to hear our voices we don't want anyone to be able to recognize and they just went oh wow yeah so it could be my next door neighbor that is anonymous rat wow and i can understand some people are school teachers and you know have children yeah uh, you know and don't don't want them to see what they're what they're creating and posting and get back to the parents look what he made he made this little naked man you know or whatever <laughs> what's great so uh there's another artist uh real quick dan overdorf he creates and uh he is yes. a teacher and he talks about it oh yeah he's the one that does his screen screen prints as card backs right yeah yeah, yeah. and he's the one that also plays this podcast for his students during his class oh wow and it, I, I don't know if you listen to some of the episodes. There's some episodes where it gets a little crazy. Yeah, I do. I've, I've listened to every one of them. And so it seems so crazy that like he's told me before that at one point we had talked about someone else that had like <laughs> was dealing with us and they were like weaponized and ready to go like cyber bully this person. And so it was like, whoa, chill out. This is. Yeah. So that, that stuff makes you nervous, but Hey, you're here. We got it. I envision that your face looks different than Todd Jara right there. Um, and I'm super stoked that you were willing to make it work. So do you want to introduce yourself? Um, Todd Jara, Texas tea customs and empire blisters and been making toys since 2016. Yes, yes, yes. Intro. Yeah. I love that intro. It's sweet to the point. Uh, let's jump to the beginning let's go all right what do you want to know little todd uh what does toys like how does that influence of toys look like in your early life what does it look like as a kid um your relationship with toys are you a collector what does all that look like oh man as a kid it was obviously star wars for well i I was born in 76 so okay. i'm 45 so I grew up right in that, right at that era. And um, yeah, it was pretty much Star Wars. I didn't get into G.I. Joe like everybody else did. Everybody loved the articulation. And I stuck more with the with the Star Wars figures until I got older. Now that I'm older and, you know, I found customs, I go to G.I. Joe's and I've learned more about them in my adult life than I knew anything yeah. as far as a kid when it comes to G.I. Joe's. But yeah, I was collecting as a kid, always got the new figures and and vehicles that came out 
And fortunately, my mom, she kept everything and she kept boxes and it wasn't for value in the future. It was just because it was so much easier to store yeah. for her to, to pack away if she kept everything in the boxes. So I can, we kind of just let them be. My adult life rolls around and we go into the storage and there's my ad ad in the box. There's my Ugh. Millennium Falcon. There's all my stuff from when I was, I was young and probably we found stumbled upon those. I would say 2014, 15, somewhere in there. Okay. And I started selling those off because I didn't have any more emotional attachment. I, yeah. I started getting into horror conventions and, and, uh, that's pretty much what led to toys. And I'll go back to that, but I sell off my ad at sell off all the, all the cool stuff. I keep a few of the figures just for memory's sake, you know, mm -hmm. my first Darth and just a few. And, uh, then my daughter loved this zombie show called Z nation, mm -hmm. loved it. And she was seven years old and, you know, horror didn't phase her. So my, my mother turned me on. She happened to see something in the paper that some of the cast members were going to be at a Comic-Con. And I misunderstood. I thought Comic-Cons were all about comic books. And I had no idea that there were celebrity guests that would show up, even non-related to the comic world that you yeah. could meet. And I, I totally had the wrong misconception on all that. I thought it was nothing but rows of comic books. Not my thing. Not against comics. I just wasn't a reader or a collector and uh so i thought whoa i'm gonna surprise my daughter and take her and we're gonna go meet some of her idols that she sees every day and we're there and stranger things i want to say was that 16 when season one came out it yeah. was around the same time because <laughs> the next convention we heard about millie bobby brown was going to be at and and I'm a collector of getting things autographed. I like uh, my old starting oh, lineup yeah. toys. Uh -huh. You know, my old starting lineups from the, the late 80s. I would get those signed at, at Ranger Games. I'd take them to batting practice and get as many of them as I could autographed still in the package. So I, I always kept things sealed up. And uh, I wanted something like that for her to get autographed instead of just a, an 8 by 10 photo or something off their table. Yeah. And of course, the show wasn't popular enough for them to have any kind of toys made on a, on a mass scale. And I happened to be in line and see a guy with a, a Stranger Things custom. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's that's pretty damn quick. How did they who, who put these out? Who put these toys out? And he's like, no, nah, man, it's a custom. And I'm like, custom. What are you talking about? And it happened to be a death by toys uh, bicycle that that Dan had made. Mm. And so I'd reached out to him and kind of picked his brain a little bit after we did our little Comic-Con uh, adventure. And, uh, and, uh, and then was searching eBay, I type in custom action figures. And I, I found an artist by the name of Pops Fartburger. Do you know who he is? <laughs> no, I've never heard that name. He's, he's evidently an, an OG and it's been doing the customs and eBay thing quite a while. You probably recognize some of his work and, and I'll, I'll, I don't have anything right here on hand. They're all boxed up, but uh, I'll send you some pics of, of his stuff. And okay. so between him and, and death by toys, it kind of turned me on to, to the hobby. And so I get on Instagram message guys and, and kind of pick their brain on on what they're doing. And then I realized, as far as the kit bashing goes, I'd recognize some of the figures naturally that that they were using. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. Yeah. And my previous jobs, I I was very well versed in in uh, Photoshop because that's one of my job duties. I had to do was editing photos and in a past job. So I knew I could do the artwork for the packaging it's just learning what kind of plastics resin and i pretty much jumped into casting right from the start um as you know finding reaction figures and it gets expensive after so oh, many yeah. you know you see certain ones that you are your go-to's like suited figures or 
yep. or any with shorts, which are hard to find. I've heard y'all talk about tons of times had the same problem. And so I learned casting right off the bat and mostly for heads, mm-hmm. not so much bodies, but for a lot of the heads that I would use. And uh, that, that in uh, the, the, the card back paper. I was like, what are these guys doing? And I, I didn't want to use spray adhesive because of the mess. I was like, I'm trying to do something less messy. And I found the peel and stick, the eight and a half by 11, it's glossy peel and stick paper that you can oh, use without the mess. Yeah. And it's awesome. LD puts out a, a, a brand that it's, it's phenomenal. You can do it in matte finish or, or glossy. And it, it, it it's, and that's what I've done every single one of mine in since the beginning. And, uh, kind of faltered a little bit with glues in the beginning for, for just a couple months. And then I found one that, that will hold the blisters on and uh, just took off from there. I started right. making them for my daughter to get autographed. I had no intention of selling them. This wasn't a, yeah. a moneymaker thing for me. I just wanted to make her figures to get signed at cons. And so I started off making I, I, my first figure actually, which was non-related was a Celine from underworld she was coming up to a Comic-Con that we were going to. And I thought, Ooh, being the autograph hound that I am, I thought, man, I want to start with this one and get her to sign it. And so I did tested the waters, did the Celine, uh, got it signed and then jumped into Z nation from there. And Holy now man. and nonstop. So a couple things. One. Yeah. Let's start from the, your mom is a gem for saving all the oh, boxes. Dude. I know. It, it wasn't even that. Everything from my, I, I raced BMX growing up, BMX yeah. on, on the dirt tracks, not motorcycle. And she had saved my old number plates and Jeez. and certain jerseys. And then you look on eBay and see those 80s number plates are going for 100, 200 bucks. Just the way they are. They want them. They don't want them brand new. They want them, you know, used to like from a writer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy cow. I had no idea there were you know there was a, a collectible market but yeah i i think mom and kiss her constantly on all that yeah because you she had the mindset so you and we're gonna we're gonna make it up to the beginning but you you start selling the adats and and the the things that you had millennium falcon yes, and stuff the big stuff yeah now looking back from this point because what that speaks to is that you are not a collector Right. That's what that spoke to. Well, as far as the vintage. Okay. On the okay. vintage Star Wars, because I did. And and where this is going to lead to is the blisters. Empire blisters was a total accident. And once I started that, that's when I started grabbing more of the vintage Star Wars figures to use as photo examples with the blisters I was selling. Because people would go, hey, well, will uh, Chewy fit in your so-and-so blister you have on well let me see so it was always good to have some of those older figures on hand when people would send in a question and go hey will that rd5 fit in your droid tube blister well i'll check for yeah i will so i started getting buying back figures that i'd already sold yeah (laughs) i was kicking myself doing that but now after i started making the the customs i found a few artists like like healy made and Mm -hmm. um has no talent chad from has no talent i don't know if you know of any of his work but yeah yeah he's doing phenomenal stuff and i'll try to claim or and get everything that he puts out if i can because he just does stuff on a drop doesn't really give you much warning just says hey these are coming watch Mm -hmm. your phones and once the 50 are gone they're gone and so i i collect a lot of his stuff um and just get reaction figures anywhere I can, where if I'm out and about, I'll find some $4, $5 figures and I'll grab them. I've probably got at least a hundred that I haven't opened yet that are just sitting there waiting for <laughs> if I'm going to use them what to yeah. trade other guys. If other guys need stuff, they're like, hey, man, you got a, a so-and-so from Breaking Bad. Yeah, I've got one here. So I'll, those yeah. come in handy, too, for trading other other artists. I uh, didn't know it, but those types of figures in Super 7 and all those things don't necessarily make it to other countries as, as like, quickly. Ah. And so I just shipped off uh, 
four super seven figures, two to Scotland and two to Canada because they just can't get them. Wow. They yeah. are available. Is it just distribution that's that, or is there, there are no advertising or no, no uh, foundation for them to see them really? Well, they probably charge more like it, doing international shipping and stuff from the company. But then True. also it's like, uh, I think it's a year lag. Um, uh, it's lightning bolts in Scotland. Yeah. And he has talked about, it's like a year lag. They produce, they sell. And then a year later, it's like, they just started producing them for Scotland is what it feels oh, like. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I thought it may have had something to do with their import tax. Yeah. And maybe I that's not. Yeah. So we, you, there's a, a, an odd description, a description there that I want to like, you have boxes of figures. So, and you collect all the other ones and now you started to rebuy some of the old ones that you had. Um, And so like at this point, would you say that you're bummed that you got rid of any of it? No, no, okay, good. The, the, the big stuff, you know, the ad ats and all that, I really have no, no room for displaying it properly, yeah. you know, just like the carded figures. I wish I would have had some sort of mind frame, but <laughs> I was seven, eight years old when you're yeah. buying that. Who's going to think, Oh, grab an extra one and put it up. No. Yeah. But, um, you know, no, I really don't have any regrets on that. Um, I mean, you kind of do kicking your own ass going, oh, I shouldn't have sold those. But I mean, it doesn't I don't lose sleep over it at all. Yeah. We Black have... Major also uh-huh. is another collector uh, and, and it's mostly customs. I'm not buying vintage, you know, other than the figures that I'd need for for blister advertising to help there. Yeah, I find other artist stuff and and he's putting out old O-ring style G.I. Joe's. He's like picking up where Hasbro left off and he'll do different colorways of specific figures. And um, we interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures. DOV2, we have engine failure. We almost crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait! Salvation! Hooray! We're saved in DLP2! Limited edition custom artist-made action figures and DKE Toys! Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures! DKE! Boy, they're they're injection molded, coming from over there, overseas somewhere, mm-hmm. and just look like straight-up Hasbro products. and. I'm a fan, big fan of the O-rings now, but back then it just wasn't, it didn't appeal to me like the, yeah. the Star Wars. I guess I'm the only one out there that liked the the five point articulation versus <laughs> the, the G.I. Joe's. So we, you but, get to the point where you uh, go to get autographs with your daughter and then you, when you see that figure and then you start making, walk me through that process of trying to make your first figure. You see it, you, you you head home. And so what does that look like? Is there fear, anxiety? Like, what is that for you? No, I was excited. I, okay. I was doing, I, I would stay up late watching YouTube videos, researching resins, like emailing and um, instant messaging guys and that who would, who would tell you some secrets, you know, mo- most of everybody's been pretty cool. Yeah, I've only had a couple then, and I can't even remember who they were that didn't want to share. But there were some that I, I remember one response, and I, I have, I wish I would have saved it for the life of me. But it said, "If you don't know, you shouldn't be in this hobby, or if you have to ask, you shouldn't be doing oh, this." Dick. And I'm like, "Okay, yep, yeah, appreciate it." But I always try to help anybody that that'll ask me, "Hey, man, what are you doing for this, or what are you using for that?" I'll, I have no problem you know, trying to help somebody out with all that. Yeah. But it, I, there was no anxiety. I was excited. Um, I went through the GI Joe. I think it's joes.com. Mm-hmm. I went through their database starting from 82, looking for heads that would match Celine Holy and moly. all the star Wars. I'd, uh, I'd get a Jedi business was one and I'd get on theirs and start in the, 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 star wars the vintage kenner line and just keep going and um 
Uh, th that's why I say I learned more about GI Joe in my adult life, just looking for suitable heads because I was kit bashing at that time. I wasn't really doing much sculpting, and I, I it didn't take long, but I got into sculpting right after that too. Probably within a couple months of of starting, I would buy you know milliput and and start with that, and mostly hair and a little bit on some noses and and whatever needed body details. Yeah. And, got a pressure pot right off the bat so you, i was getting you, frustrated with air bubbles yeah so the the people that helped you along and you started like because pressure pot that's early on and that's like you're getting into the supplies needed for runs and stuff and a lot of replication like that's intense to immediately start that i waste i can't tell you how much money i wasted trying to figure it out trial and error and not asking the right people so like when you started jumping in, you went full bore, right? I did. And it, and looking back, it doesn't seem like it was a big hurdle. It yeah. doesn't seem like I, I was struggling going, oh gosh, what am I going to do? I, YouTube saved me on a lot. There were quite a few videos that guys would say, you know, as far as the pressure pot, they would map out and go, all right, you need this. You need a cap. You need a quarter inch, blah, blah, blah. You need yep. gauges. And that was that. And so I, I, I had more trouble finding some of the parts. Like I would go to Home Depot and they'd have half of it. Then I'd have yeah. to go to a specific plumbing shop to get the end caps or the seal caps. And but I found everything and and uh, and I wasn't doing it for runs. That's one thing I don't do. I usually mm -hmm. make one or two. Um, what I was getting tired of was I, I, all right when we would go to these comic cons nine yeah. times out of 10, the actor or actress would see the figure and go, Oh my God, this is so cool. Do you, do you have one for me or can you make me one? And I was <laughs> like, Oh man, I just made this one. Yeah. So right off the bat, I started making duplicates mm -hmm. and that was really why I was molding all the heads. And cause I was using quite a few of the same bodies and then I would sculpt over, you know, for specific clothes or whatever. And that's really what I bought the pot and, and uh, the resin for was to make extras for them and their family members if they needed it. And I wouldn't have to go and just buy a brand new reaction figure every single time. That, yeah. You know, then I realized it got cheaper at the comic cons. They're charging, you know, 40 to on up for an autograph. And I would say, I tell you what, I'd, I'd, I'd come prepared if we were going to meet some guests and I had a figure made. I'd bring an extra one with me. And that way, if they asked, I would, and, and sometimes I would ask up front. I went once I'd show it to them, their mouth usually would drop open because you're not expecting, especially if, if a company hasn't put a toy out of you mm -hmm. and you see someone come to your table and they've made an action figure of you, you kind of, I know how I'd feel if I was that actor and saw a toy of myself, you know, oh, I'd be yeah. like, my God, I got to have it. And so I would say, I'll tell you what, if you'll sign this one for her, you can have this one deal done done so it would save me money and autograph fees at these conventions i mean that wasn't the main reason i, I wanted it, it helped that was a good bonus mm -hmm. but i like the smile on their face them taking a good selfie with my daughter and holding up the action figure that i made and and that's what it was about for me it wasn't anything about the money like i said i had no plans on selling any of them I do. If someone messages me and sees all the ones that I've done, um, I've got heads and body parts for most of everything. There's just a few that in the beginning I would do commissions. Mm -hmm. And I recently, well, I say recently, it's been about a year and a half. I've stopped taking them just because that was all I was working on was other people's stuff. And I'm not sure about you, but I've got a full-time job. Yeah. And the figures are, I'm lucky if I get a couple hours a night every other night to work on them and when you're working on other people's stuff the projects I had and things I wanted to get done for my daughter were kind of it was taken off and getting put to the wayside I was getting busier and doing other people's work than my main priority you know for making these for myself and her to get to get autographed yeah. bottom line so I stopped taking commissions and what I did I saved all the molds and so far they're all pretty good still because I know silicone will break down after a while, but, and that way, if, if someone messages me, I'll make them one as long as it's not a private commission. 
I pretty much post all my all the work that I do. Mm-hmm. It's just in the post I'll put on here. Uh, this is a one of a kind. This was a commission, you know. So I can't make any more if somebody wants it. But other than that, there's there's just a handful of those. But most of the ones on my side are available if someone asked or and and one and one. Yeah, I uh, I understand. Like at a visceral level, when you say uh, it's tough taking on more custom work, especially with a full time job, I mm-hmm. I work full time and I love creating my own stuff for like Dove and for the the cons and stuff. It's super fun, but like it takes so much out of me to do a custom work, get my own work done, and then also have a 40 hour a week job. Like those aren't, aren't conducive. Oh yeah. And then I have to throw in empire blisters on top of that and fill yeah. orders when those come in, which is daily. Those yeah. come. And so trying to to divide my time and then with my daughter and my full-time job, it's, I, I get very little free time. Like when you first begin and you realize you don't want to do a mess. And so you do this sticky paper, which is such a genius idea, by the way, like it makes sense. It, for some reason, when I started it and started doing it, I couldn't envision how those would happen. So I was trying to contact factories and all these things. To Yeah. Like, you're thinking they're printing on the cardboard. Yeah. Somehow. And then uh, I, I don't know if you've heard the story. I've reached out to suck Lord just in all of my naivete yeah. and uh, he responded and said, no, I don't do it that way. I just spray it and stick it. And then slowly I've learned like what cardboard I need or what, but having the the stick paper is genius. Cause there's no mess. It's probably cheaper overall. Like that's, and do you print at home? Do you just use it? Yep. Oh yep. my gosh. Print at yeah. home. And what the only tricky part, and once you do it a few times, you, you kind of learn mm-hmm. is, getting it applied onto the comic backer board straight yep. and both sides straight. And I've got a, an exacto hand cutter, you know, a cutter board. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of, I have a method that, you know, I'll line everything up and, and, and start at the bottom and then just kind of drop it on. And what, like I said, once you do it five or six times, you kind of get your, get your flow. And then I have one of those squeegee, it's a round rubber, looks like a squeegee but it's round and i'll i'll round roll over it to get all the air bubbles that might be trapped under the under the paper get it good and rolled and then flip it over do the next one and roll it again and then trim it to size it it, it's it's so much easier there's no mess yeah one thing you do that i've i've had to do i'm not sure if it's on all epson printers or not Mm -hmm. but i have to seal it once I print the paper out, I spray a matte sealer. You can do matte or, or gloss because the ink on the paper tends to, if, if you don't, it'll, your fingernail goes across it. Part of it, you see a black line run through the blacks and the blues. Oh, it kind of, it kind of scrapes the, 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 the paint or the, the ink right off of it. And then with that sealer, you can use your fingernail on the, on the color and nothing happens. It, it, it locks it in there. It locks the, locks the ink into the paper. And that, I don't know if that's with other guys, but that's the problem I I had found. Yeah. When you started this and you built that first figure, I mean, you ran, you run empire blisters now. How like, did you find, how did that happen? Yeah. Did you find a blister in the beginning for that first, like, what was that process like? Yeah. And the guy, people that I would ask on how to do this, they'd say, oh, you got to, they would tell you what, you know, comic backer boards and this spray and adhesive and this, then you need a blister. And I was like, where are you just taking old reaction ones? And what, what do you use to get the old ink off the bottom of the, the used blister? What, what works well? Mm -hmm. No, man, you, they're there. And at the time there was a guy that on uh story envy and he, he went by sw blisters that stood for star wars blisters and he's he has since passed away oh i've um, seen that i think i feel like i've seen sw blisters still That's well weird. they were up up until about two months ago okay and now they're they're done and in fact that he was where i was getting all my blisters somebody had, had pointed me his way uh-huh and um after I got rolling, you know, after that first one and you, you keep making more, you, you find what blister you like and you kind of stick with it, your particular style. 
Yeah. Some are way too big for what you're doing and the figure flops around in there. And I try to avoid that. Well, he was out of this one particular blister that I used mm. for a long time. I'm not talking one, two months. I mean, six months drug Jeez. on. And I was like, man, what? And he, he said, look, this is an he basically told me this is an after hours deal too. You know, he worked, had a family. Um, he didn't have the, the, the funds at the time to, to keep replenishing the ones that he needed. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to, it's just not right now. And he said the, 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 oh, the manufacturer that he was getting them from were it was too expensive. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, okay, let me see if I can, find you somebody cheaper. So I started calling around to all these thermoforming companies and and getting pricing for him to try to help him out and go, hey, look, man, I, you're going to save this much with if you go through him. This guy's only because they charge a mold fee. When huh. you have these blisters made, they charge per mold for each style that you get. And then they charge you per thousand. And okay. they set and they set the one I go with sets a 12,500 minimum order of each style you get. Yeah. That's so a much. lot of companies are 20,000 minimum per blister. Yeah. So if you got 19 different styles, you got to get 12,500 of each one before they'll even make them. Yeah. And you pay a $450 mold fee on top of that for each one just to get the prototype made. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's nuts. It's freaking crazy. So I, I did all this legwork, finding the cheapest uh, manufacturer out there in company. And I sent it to him. I said, look, I think this is, this is somebody that, that can save you some money. Oh, great. Great. He contacted them and never did end up pulling the trigger with them. Didn't, didn't get any. Another couple months went by and I went, golly, man, I finally messaged him. He said, oh, I still need some time. And so we had sold, my family had sold a property mm-hmm. that we had in the family and the money was divvied up between us family members, my my parents, my sister and myself. And I used that money from the sale to invest. I figured, you know what? I did all this legwork. I'm going to go ahead and jump in this and for one, have blisters all the time that I need for, for myself, but I'll also be able to provide. It wasn't any intent to try to put this guy out of business. It yeah. was more of a, I need these. I, I fell in love with this hobby and now it's coming, you know, I, to a screeching halt in my head because yeah, I could have used the other blisters, but who wants to use one when it's literally an inch too deep, you know, mm. you know, when it, it's way too big for what you're using and no, yeah. no, no, no. So I just, I dove in head first. I had a few guys really, really help starting out. Um, TD 5491 Phoenix Customs. He does a lot of Star Wars. Awesome work. His name's Walter Phoenix. Okay. And he helped me out tremendously getting the word spread, you know, trying to advertise for me and, and share and post and share and post. And uh, I can't thank him enough. And the first year was was a big struggle. I was like, man, what did I do? I invested this huge chunk of money in, in basically my life savings and what I'd saved up. And uh, then the next second year rolled around and it started picking up. And now here I am. It's going to be year number four coming up in April. And I'm so happy, so glad that that I did it and, and able to help guys and 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 get blisters to everybody that need them. awesome yeah which is so crazy so i mean for me it was like just trying to find blisters that fit for you it was i'm gonna start a blister company which is so crazy and so and i did all that legwork yeah i I, I called around i already knew the pricing and i I literally was just waiting on him to get some so i could continue buying from him I, i had no intention but i thought you know what dude i can't wait any longer that was all it was (laughs) <laughs> so that first order of blisters that you had to order from that distribution company, how, yeah. how big was that order? If you go to my Empire Blisters Facebook page, it's the first picture I've ever posted. Okay. It's, a, it's a, a U-Haul truck in the back. There were six pallets that were five and a half, six feet tall, um, probably 
I don't know, 10, 10 to 12 giant two foot by two foot by a foot tall boxes oh on each pallet. It, it fill it went from the floor to the, to the roof of the, of the rider or the U-Haul truck and six, six of those pallets wrapped with shrink wrap all the way around them. And that I, when I saw that and they said, your order's ready, come grab it. And cause I had it shipped from out of state to a, a company here in Dallas that I could go pick it up from. And uh-huh. he said, yeah, you're going to need a, a U-Haul. I said, well, the back of my pickup. No, you're going to need, he didn't kind of explain how, how many there were. Yeah. And then I went, okay, now where am I going to put this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my car no longer is, it was went into the garage. It's climate controlled, but so the car sits out and, uh, I got everything all lined up with the stickers face in front where I know which blisters are where. And so what I do is I pull some, I pull a box out at a time. And as, as I go through each carton, then I'll, I'll go grab, grab another carton. I've got a middle bedroom that I do all the fulfilling out of here at the house. So the main storage is in the, in the garage. Yeah. And fortunately I've, I've heat and air conditioning out there and um, the, where I do the fulfilling is in another room that doesn't take up quite as much space. I'll just take a box of each, like I said, and go from those. We interrupt this broadcast of toys on top to bring you this. Earth to Aliens have landed, Earthling. I want lowbrow art and bootleg toys. Toys, 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 toys. Well, you come to the right place. Earth to Kentucky is a shop for folks who love vintage sci-fi, lowbrow, and art bootleg toys. Toys, toys, toys. They're located over there at 836 Main Street, Covington, Kentucky. Toys, toys, toys. They carry original art, vintage action figures, designer bootleg toys, and toys, 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 and t-shirts. Designed exclusively for their store by some of their favorite artists. Thank you, Earthling. I enjoy Earth to Kentucky. I have all my favorite bootleg art toys. toys. Hey, look at that over there. It's a spaceship. Yeah. I need to go now. Someone's filming me in my spaceship. Shop now. www.earthtokentucky.com. That's earth2kentucky.com. Or just land your spaceship when they're open. So still has a go. that initial order, do you still have boxes that you're still going through from that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's <laughs> oh some gosh. that I... Oh, dude. I've, uh, there's a couple like the Jawa Blister and... The IG-88, I'm still in my first box. Oh, my god! You would think, you would think, okay, and you got to think, the Jawa blister is a tiny one. And in some of these cartons, they'll hold maybe 2,000 in each box Uh or 1,500 in in each box. Well, the Jawa will hold like 2,800 in one box. So... I'll sell a few here and there, but it's one of the least selling that one in the IG-88, but yeah. like the, the power of the force blister that I got or that we had, uh-huh. it's so it, it sold out and I reordered it this last September and I'm still waiting. When I'd ordered before I've, I've ordered, this is going to be my third order. The first order was in, in 2018 when I started. Mm-hmm. Then a year later, and I or, that first order was 19 different styles, okay? Then what I did a year later, I was trying to keep keep new ones coming. My plan was every year um, guys could send in, and I, I made a few posts. Hey, send in your samples, send in this, and once a year, I'll set them all out, take a picture, and the public can vote on which ones they'd like to see in our inventory. Oh, what reasonable. would you like? As long as you are sticking that 3.75 range, I'm not doing six inch styles. I'm not doing, I'm strictly in the 3.7, you know, 118 yeah. scale. That's it, period. And so that worked. I got quite a few samples and I put some out. And so a year later, I put out four more. Okay. Now I'm on to the third one. And once I would do place an order for new ones, it might take, three and a half, four months total from the time I send it in, they make the prototype, send it back to me. I approve it, send it back. They start the production of all 12,500 of each one. That would be a three, four month, you know, period. That's it. This has been September when I paid for the, and there's already a prototype made, mind you. They have all the prototypes they keep on hand so that if you need to reorder, they pull your, your sample and mm-hmm. run from that. 
and it should have been about a 30 to 45 day process, but now COVID seems to be everybody's go-to excuse yeah. for everything. And now I do know supplies can, you know, plastics and all that can, can be hard. I got to take that into consideration as far as it, materials being able mm-hmm. to get shipped to them. But like I said, I paid for the order in September and I, my ship date goes out March 5th for these. Holy moly. And I'll finally have them back. And this is the one of the main one, the most of everybody likes. They like that one. That was my best seller. And so now knowing this, uh, I'm prepared for when I start getting low, like my reaction styles. I have a reaction size one and two, which is a small and a, and a, a medium size reaction mm-hmm. blister. In fact, that's what I took the mold from. I, I took one of the Goonies kids blisters and then I took a Terminator 2. Um, I don't know if it was the T-800 or one of Arnold's and sent it in as the sample that I wanted reprodu- reproduced. And that's where the reaction sizes are on my on my website. That's where they came from as far as the masters. And so they just made a, a prototype mold from that. and. Now I'm run, running low on those two. That one, those two and the, the Power of the Force blister I sell are the, are the three tops. Yeah. Of course, I sell quite a few of, of a lot of them, most of them. Mm-hmm. It's just that Java and the IG-88, those kind of sit there. <laughs> yeah. What's but, crazy is I reached out to you not long ago because I needed a blister. It was the dumbest size blister for this specific character yeah i had reached out and you were like okay take a look and you have so many selections on like the the amount of different blisters you can get is so crazy like i I didn't know that there was that many out there and i still needed one that was not on there and it's such a useless shape and it's so it pissed me off so much yeah did you ever find something that would work nope it is uh for the man what figure is that that is kenner the kenner batman alfred figure yeah he is just a little too tall he needs the it's that new retro line that came out it's the perfect shape and then it has that little dip at the bottom that like his feet fit in perfectly so that he is just fits into that yep there's yep. the little footing yeah and it's so dumb so i just uh and i'm working with a buddy of mine trying to create whatever we need to so we just moved on to a different action figure well i, I heard you mention in a in a previous podcast that don't you have a form maker or a or a vacuum former i do but i can't get my this is the stupid thing so i bought Again, we're talking about the amount of money I wasted, right? So I, um, when I first started, I couldn't figure out the blister thing. So I used to order from a guy on Etsy or he was on eBay for a long time and then Etsy and now Instagram, but he would sell a four pack of the card backs already rounded with the little, whatever Euro punch in it. And then four you could either get four of the uh, R2-D2 sized blister, like the smaller ones, or you could get four of the, like the smaller of the two 375 ones. I don't know what sizes those are, but it was like he had only two sizes. So I used to buy those. And at one point I just got so fed up with having to buy them because I would create figures that, I wanted to put two on a backer and then I'm yeah. sure I have an extra back and it was just dumb. So I bought a, uh, man, what is that called? A thermoformer? I don't remember. Is it, is it the Meku form box? Is that the one you bought? I don't remember. It was, it's a dentistry one, which is so crazy. Oh, wow. It's like, I don't know. You can see me on here, right? Yeah. Oh, great. So it's like this big. And it has like a heat thing that swings over and you put just a square of plastic in there. Right. Heat it up and then you down and the vacuum turns on. So it's like the perfect solution. Right. Here's the only issue. I can't find the right plastic. Man, I'm going to send you a link when we get off of here and, and you may have that 
fixed after today. Oh my gosh, that would be a dream. So, because I, I got the idea from uh, Rainbow Yawn, he creates all his own Motu figures, uh, blisters, and they just look incredible. Yeah. He, at one point, he had said the plastic that he uses, but when I started, it was like uh, April 2020 when I started looking into this stuff. And it's in the heart of COVID for some reason that type of plastic was being used in everything medical. So you couldn't get your hands on it. And so oh, I wow. just, yeah, I never was able to find it. Well, then maybe there is a supply issue. That, yeah. then what, what, what they're given, given me as COVID excuse for my, my delivery, then there may be something to it. Yeah. And I, it was such a, a bummer to hear that I couldn't get it. Cause like, I thought I'd figured it out. And so I don't know it, maybe I could find it on the link that you sent me. Yeah, I hope so. And it, they're good, high quality. Um, there's a guy that that makes awesome work. His his yeah. name he goes by Toy Weaver Customs. I, he did the Tron ones that I showed you. Oh yeah, yeah, those are incredible. Phenomenal, huh? Yeah. And um, he uses the Meku form box, and he has it on quite a few of his videos that he's posted. And and uh, that plastic. In fact, I have some of the blisters here that he sent me for to go with the Tron set and they they're high quality man the plastic is nice and thick. it's not flimsy not real thin that's what i like to hear yep so i'll just need to so make I'll, a mold you could do that with and, and pour resin into an existing blister if you know the size uh-huh do you, are you trying to kind of recreate one or you're making one for the alfred figure correct well, I was going to this the whole like thermoforming whatever started because I didn't know where to get them. And now that I know where to get blisters either from you or from Dove, at this point I'd rather just buy them all and gotcha. Go for, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so now like if anyone's listening to this and needs a thermoformer, you pay for shipping and I'll get it to you. You uh, know, I may be interested in that. Oh yeah. Don't don't let it go yet. Um do you know how big the the build plate is or the the square is, do you know? When I get home tonight I'll send you pictures of every aspect. Please do of that. It. Yep. Please do that. All I really need is the is the build plate area. Oh, okay. When we get off I'll look and and see if these plastic sleeves or the sheets that that Meku makes will uh, work for you. I Sounds like it. Sounds like it with the dimensions you you kind of described. Um, for your customs, every, yeah. usually I go through, I mean, I, it was funny. You sent me a message right when you had hopped on and I was like stuck in this like rabbit hole. All right. I'm going through your feed, looking at all the customs you've done and how you've done like artist series and you do a lot of horror and you then are posting of like other people's work and it's incredible. And so I usually pick out a couple, but because it's custom based and I think you've done a few, what are three of your favorites that you've created? That I've created? Yeah. Mm. God, that's a hard one. I did love the artist series. That was funny. What, uh, seeing uh, Dan and Daniel Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's pretty much an homage to the guys that we all that are in the hobby we all look up to kind of going yeah. tipping your hat to them and and i got more in the works it's just the time factor and, yep. and i create all my cards first so i've got literally probably over 35 that are autographed that i oh still my gosh yeah man I've, I've got two huge stacks that are signed that still need figures for them yeah and i try to just get knock some out and, and when i did that joe exotic run Oh, that's yeah, the yeah. only run I've ever done because I, I knew I was getting them autographed and I had to do at least 10 for him to want to do it and make it worth his while. And, and that was a nightmare just doing those 10. I, I can't imagine how guys do 20, yeah. 50 at a time. I'm like, holy smokes, man. These are the runs are not for me. No. <laughs> might, I, I know yeah. you're kind of the same way with that. Uh, George Romero is one of my okay. faves. Um, I would say the Evil Dead Ash just, and it may not be the sculpting work or it just the whole presentation, the way yeah. it all packed, 
packaged together and fits with the accessories. I'm a stickler on accessories. If they used a 357 in the series or whatever, I try to find that correct accessory. Um, yep. Like the image I showed you of the cattle decapitation, the the hourglass and the globe. Which is, uh, if we can pause right there for a second, the attention to detail on those pictures is insane. Like the hourglass that actually works and the certain types of paint so it glows when you show a different way. Just phenomenal. Great job. I would that. say that's one of my favorites too. Okay. And, oh... Uh, and Celine, probably, because she was my first. Yeah. <laughs> Take that any way you want. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I love that. There's so many on there. I, I was real happy the way they turned out. Yeah. And George, I, I have a huge collection of Romero memorabilia. And, mm -hmm. and that's one thing I was getting rid of my Star Wars stuff for is my taste had changed. I, I grew up with a baseball memorabilia collection because the company that my grandfather worked for had mm -hmm. season tickets for the Ranger game during 89 and 93, which was Nolan Ryan's heyday. Yeah. So no one would take them at the company and we would say, Hey, we'll take them. And there's 81 home games in a season uh, for, oh, okay. for, we would go to at least 70, 75 of the home games for free just because we could get the tickets. And yeah. so I would take starting lineups whatever I could get autographed and we'd hang out at batting practice and try to get the stars to sign everything. And so I amassed this crazy memorabilia collection, had the star Wars stuff from a kid growing up. So I started selling that stuff off to, to, to help with, like I said, my daughter and I, we like going to the cons now. And when you get older, your taste changes, you, you, you fall in love with other stuff and that kind of funds the, that habit. Yeah. Now. That's just, which is so, yeah, it's crazy that you were able to go to that many baseball games, one. Oh, yeah. Looking back now, I'm like, how did we, do, how did my parents do that? You yeah. know, with just, just to, just to say, yeah, all right, kids, let's go, you know, and, and put their time off. Cause that's not just an hour a night, you know, we would leave, batting practice would start at three o'clock, mm -hmm. game starts at 7.05. We're done by nine or 10 o'clock at night. And not only would we, would we stop there, we would wait until the players got done showering and were getting in their cars yep. to drive out the gate and stop to sign autographs until I figured out I could hop a rail. Oh, and I'm a 13 year old kid, mind you. Mm -hmm. I could figure out that the, the rail at the old Arlington stadium security was lax. This is, you know, pre nine 11 and all yeah, the craziness. Yeah. And so I'd hop the rail. My dad would stand up at the top cause it was in a sunken lower level where the cars were. Uh -huh. He would give me signals. He would cross his arms when the coast is clear. He'd put his arm down or one. I don't remember exactly what they were, but we had a, had a signal system set up yeah. where if security was coming he would give me the signal. I would hide behind one of the cement pillars or the cars that were down there till the security guard did his little round and walked back up the hill. And then he'd cross his arms again. I just remember crossing the arms. Everything was all good, all clear. <laughs> and I'd get Nolan. I'd get God. Then I figured out on the visitor side, I could do the same thing. So I'd, I'd get Griffey Jr., Canseco, McGuire, Reggie Jackson, because he toured with the Oakland Athletics as their announcer. Yeah. I mean, all these hard people that really don't like to sign in the stadium would would wouldn't bat an eye. They just okay. They thought I belonged down there, so they would they would sign for me. That's so and, uh, rad. And and now since my mom kept everything, thank yeah. goodness, I've just been letting it go. Yeah, slowly. So yep, for slowly. Uh, Empire Blisters and for Texas Tea Customs, what is on the horizon or what is next for you well, I, because you've said we've talked and you've got more blister ideas and i know that you've got a stack of like 35 card backs <laughs> so what what's on the horizon for those two like heavy hitting companies that you run all right empire blisters will hit first because that's that's an easy one yeah naturally i'm gonna read restock the the one i'm out of and, and hopefully make everybody happy because 
I hate not having that for the guys. I thought I was going to be time it just right once I paid for them. And when I finally ran out of the last one, the new order would be coming in. Yeah. It just didn't work that way. And now that I know I can be prepared once these reactions were run out and I can keep on top of it and, and uh, hopefully not upset anybody. Because I know how it is when you're used to using one and then you can't get it, it sucks. And who wants to try to contact China or Alibaba or whatever that yeah. Ali, that website is where you have to buy a thousand at a time. And, yeah. you know, being a customizer, who wants to sit and have a thousand sitting there that you only need a few of at a time here and there. But anyway, so with Empire Blisters, uh, Dove and I, all I can say is we've got something we're working on, a clamshell. Not gonna say what it is, but we've got something he and I are teaming up on, and and uh, it is full size for six by nine. But I think everybody's gonna be well pleased when they when they see it and yeah. what its function. So that's next. I usually, like I said, I was gonna trip. My plan was once a year try to put out new styles for everybody in the inventory. But this is such an expensive project, just getting this clamshell made that for this year that's all i'm going to be able to do for for this one is get mm -hmm. the clam made and then see what 2023 brings for empire blisters as far as new styles and texas tea customs um i've only done a, a couple collaborations mm -hmm. um only because of the time factor and and man distraction figures my boy luke he's a he's me and i've become good friends over the last year and a half two years and he and I have been working on something probably, <laughs> probably a year now. He's waiting yeah. on me and I've been chipping at it and trying to get this one finished up and it's going to knock everybody's socks off. They're going to love it. Um, I can't wait to get this one finished. And then I also did a collaboration with a guy named Matt LaCroix who does LaCroix toys. Okay. I don't know if you know who he is, but he does a lot of the GI Joe O-ring style yeah. sculpts to where he'll sculpt from leg up all the way to the head and wow. you know fit around where the where the rivets go i mean it straight up looks like a freaking hasbro o-ring came out of his hands when he's mm -hmm. done with it. and he does some amazing amazing characters and uh i don't yeah he does have a instagram but i usually go to his facebook at mm -hmm. lacroix toys l-e-c-r-o-y LaCroix toys and then um uh with his I'm doing that collaboration but I, I can't spill the beans because he's gonna do his post and I'm doing the card back art and he's doing the figure for it yeah and that should be out sometime in April and uh, I'm looking forward to that one too because he just he, he blew me away with his figure on that I think everybody's gonna dig it and then so like I said a good collaboration idea you're willing to jump in and partner with people yeah i just nice. that, I, I, if they can be patient with me because it's simply <laughs> the time factor on my end and i'm gonna yeah. be straight up with them look man i have very little free time yeah and luke has been a complete saint waiting as long as he has because he could just put out the single feather big figure and uh -huh. do just fine it doesn't need the the one that i'm doing but with these two together, it's going to be a freaking epic project. I love that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's my goal. Get that finished up this month. Uh, I, that's, I mean, it's crazy to think that on top of Empire, on top of Texas Tea Customs and doing your own work, on top of um, doing, making whatever figures that you also want to make for yourself, you're also willing to do collaborations with like you're you seem like you are spread thin my full-time job i own a pest control company yeah that i work i do i get up at 7 a.m i'm at my first job by 7 45 8 like i told you i i cut off a little early today so i could make sure i was on time and not late yeah. to, to this interview and i'm usually home at 5 30 6 I'll call customers if tomorrow's route isn't full. I'll call until nine o'clock at night and then I'll cut off. I'll do what I can for the next day at 7 a.m. and keep going. So in between, it's Monday through Friday on the job. So my free time is late at night, midnight, yeah. <laughs> three or four in the morning. Sometimes I'll be in a zone and look at the clock and it's four. 
And I'm like, holy shit, I got to be up in three hours. Fuck. Yep. yep. And I, I just muck thing. through it. And then weekends with my kiddo and it's, it's worth it, man. I love every mm-hmm. minute of it or I wouldn't be doing it. Well, we are blessed to have you in the toy community. Holy crap. With that busy schedule. Thank you for giving whatever you can. Oh man. And thank you for doing what you do, man. Uh, you know, this, this is awesome. Is, I call it my offering to the toy gods. Like what I, what made you do it? What made you say, I'm going to start a podcast? Cause I know you do Yucko toys. Yeah. Yeah. Yucko toys. That's a passion of mine. Um, and that's just, it's been so fun to do that and create and do all that. The toys on tap, uh, it was birthed out of the pandemic, right? Um, it started on Vimeo. I wanted to just have beer and talk with toy artists. And um, I thought like, that's a cool idea. And then I got bored because I, the way that I was thinking about it was wrong almost. So I changed my thinking process and I decided let's just do a podcast because I had done one prior to this. And so luckily I knew how to do it, but it, I just, I, I did a quick Google of um, a toy podcast. And of course I find like um, adventures in collecting and toy Migos and Cracktastic Plastic. Like I find a lot of them, Right. none of them are interviewing artists about what they create. And I thought that that was where I wanted to go with it because I think it's so interesting. Hell uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I didn't, and I, I keep wanting to go bigger. Right. Um, uh, that's why I have like, I'll have fun ones. Like I brought on uh, Toby Philpot who played Jabba the Hutt or he was one of the people. So I, like he came on. And yeah. It was cool to have him on. He has nothing to do with toys. And Tyler uh, Ham. Tyler Ham yeah. is not someone to to you know go lightly on. That that dude is for people that don't know, he's he's got a serious background and and is talented like no other. Yeah. He actually 3D printed the Soul Glow bottle that I did of coming to America. Uh-huh. He helped me out and and printed the bottle for me because I don't have a 3D printer. I was like, hey man, would you be willing to help? Yeah, yeah dude. That's the kind of guy he was. To- uh, I'm a total stranger reaching out to him. And of course yeah. I've been following him on his pages, but yeah, man, Tyler's, I, I heard that episode. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And he like is sculpting for Mego and doing all kinds yeah. of stuff. And and then, Oh, his resume is nuts. Yeah. And then reaching out to like old toy makers of toy lines. Um, there's two toy lines that I immediately wanted on the podcast for sure. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I found Joe. Uh, who was the creator of Street Sharks. So that was exciting. Yeah. And he was super nice. Like uh, he just, even his persona, like when he stands, he stood for the whole interview in front of his computer, had Street Sharks garb on. It was awesome. And then um, I'm still trying. The only other toy that I had a picture of when I was a child that like I had it in my hand was the Cowboys of Moo Mesa uh early 90s made by i don't know who it was made by playmates or something um but their uh person won't do interviews just yet so once i get uh-huh. that maybe i'll retire because i was so <laughs> you'll be set then huh yeah and i i mean it started too because i i did a lot of googling and a lot of searching through all the artists and i found out that killer bootlegs had one but it had stopped uh, probably a year before. And I saw how busy Killer was getting with all his work and stuff. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to pick it up. And I, and he had long interviews. They were like two and a half hours long. And I'm not that person. I don't, I want to break it up so people can listen to episodes uh, right. on the go. Uh, it's tough. That's why. Yeah, I oh, an hour is perfect, man. Yeah. So I'm amped to to have people on, but that's it started out of just a love that got reignited for toys. Uh, I I don't know where it's coming from. And the pandemic helped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could have started. Uh, that is still the thing, right? I st- I wish I could have started March 2020, started the podcast. Um, but I waited. Yeah, right. like, I waited a full year and then started March uh, 2021. So we're about to hit a year of podcasting, which is exciting. Hey, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It means the world. 
Thank you so much, my man. Toys on tap. Toys on tap. The next episode. The next episode. It's great. It's amazing. You're gonna want to listen to it. It's not right now though. You're gonna have to wait till the next episode to listen to it. Oh, when's that? The next one. Cool. Toys on tap. Toys on tap. The next one's gonna be good too. So stay tuned and, and, and listen to that. Toys on tap. Awesome.